this is not another one of those cast pod thingies, <laughs> is it? Tajan's man, I yeah, know it. Yeah, I know it too. I really do. Oi, welcome back. Thanks for pressing play on the podcast app. Today we got Drew Brower. He's a um, muso. He's got his own charity called Kick On, where it's all about mental health, looking after young kids and stuff. He's into jujitsu. You might have seen him on a reality TV show called Maths, Married at First Sight. And he's also got his own nutrition um, supply chain called All Good Nutrition. We're going to go through all of them, but it's going to be part one and part two. So today we'll probably get up to about uh, the musician side of things. We're going to talk about a few things. But um, Drew... I actually seen him at the Freedom March and said, hey, mate, you want to do a potty? Um, and Drew's like, man, this is at my first ever, like, march. So it was my, like, second ever. And um, we are both there. It's all about respecting people's choices and what they believe in. Um, there was vax people there. Or there was unvax people there. It was so good to see everyone together. Um, we're also going to talk about the jiu-jitsu journey and also his... Um, music and being a muso because we sort of share the same sort of stories in that that realm so let's get straight into it but before we do that all good nutrition have a 20% off for all the podcast guests on Tajan Tajan's today so all you have to do is use the code Tajan's um, just put it in um, capitals I'm guessing or just give it a go and if it doesn't work it's Tajan's all one word chuck it in see what happens and um yeah just just let me know how it goes if you if you actually bought some because I'd, I'd like to know if, you, if it actually works and helps and yeah he's actually going to send some stuff and i'm going to get fucking muscly what do you reckon also fish skins are having a 40 percent off sale it's christmas time from this midday thursday till sunday 40 percent off so get all your family all their christmas bloody fishing gear shirts mate you can't miss the sale so let's get into it, Drew. Thanks for coming on. Let's go. Let's go, brother. Let's go. Fucking go. What's your last name? Brewer. Brewer. Like the I was, pub. Because <laughs> I, was, I was looking on, I said to the missus, I, I, I don't know his last name because it's just Drew Boy on Insta. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, well, it's spout Brower too, so everyone gets it wrong. Yeah. Um, but mum and dad own a pub now, so. Yeah, so the yeah. Brewers. We just grew into their name. <laughs> so, uh, we're on the Tajimes podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're with Drew Brower. <laughs> As you can tell, you would have heard this conversation prior. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what an intro. Oh, how you been, mate? Good? Good, man, yeah. The back of my neck's a little bit... Uh, a little bit, bit burnt. Peached. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, it might have burned off all that fake tan you got running there. Yeah, yeah. yeah my teeth don't look as white now. <laughs> We're just talking about teeth whitening kids too. <laughs> I've been looking on Instagram, they get these people like, oh wow, just stick this on your teeth and five minutes later rip it off. Oh wow's the whitest they've ever been. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or getting a tan does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make your skin darker. Then the next day they're brown again. <laughs> yeah, you have one coffee and they're back to being orange. 
<laughs> oh, mate. So we had a pretty eventful day today, haven't we? Yeah, man. Just just come straight from the, the Freedom Rally, Freedom Protest. Interesting. And, you know, that was the first protest that I've ever been to. Yeah. And it was, you know, we were just talking about the the image that kind of surrounds protests and, and stuff a lot of the times where people, you know, and I even had mates that didn't come today because they, they're like, you know, yeah, I'm going to come down and put some flowers in my hair and come and sing Kumbaya. And I was like, <laughs> nah, man, it's not like that. And the, yeah. You know, I, I assume there was a lot of people there today that it's probably their first protest as well, you know. So. Yeah, and it's, like I was explaining before, it's just um, good to see young families, old people. And there was a lot of people there that were vaxxed. That was the biggest one. There's yeah. a lot of Vax people there. And yeah, and it, it gets portrayed in the media a lot as like anti-Vax rallies and yeah. anti-Vax protests, and it's not about that at all. It's not for me, no. especially. So, you know, it, it's cool to see people from both sides of the fence kind of sticking up for what they believe in. So, Yeah, and, and, and oh, what was your guess? I've got a... Ooh, Man. definitely, I don't know. I reckon over 5,000? Yeah, my, my guess was closer to 10. Yep. Awesome. Just, I, I stood out on the boardwalk and looked back at the line and it pretty much went from where it started to Muddy's. So you think of five, four metres, five metre wide path and by what, 1.5 kilometres? Yeah, yeah, true. So think of that. Yeah, well, how many people do you fit in a four or five metre wide path? So even just 10 square metres, you know. it's, yeah, it's, it's 40 probably. yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And it was just non-stop. There wasn't mm. any breaks in the line. So, yeah. yeah. So, and we also uh, were talking about, um, we're, we're glad there was only a few drum circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little, little bit worried about that, but <laughs> it was cool. Kept the beat going, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. so we're not down on, we're not down on use peoples. <laughs> no. But, but yeah. We don't want to start any arguments. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone, uh, the people who like to protest usually um, beat on a drum first. <laughs> so, so It was a beautiful mix yeah. of people. It yeah. really was. And it was, it was cool to see. And, you know, to see um, local councillors like Brett Olds jumping up for a chat and getting behind it because I would assume that it's taken a massive risk, yeah. you know, especially anyone with a profile to talk up about this is, is taking a pretty big risk. So I was uh, I was pretty, I, I kept out of it and I, I stay out of all political stuff because I just unsubscribe from, you know, any media and I just, you know, try not to worry about things that don't come into my circle of, of um, influence. So, and this has now. So I, I didn't talk about it the whole time until very recently. Yeah. And I think I lost about two and a half thousand followers on my Instagram <laughs> the first time I said anything about it. And I was like, okay. But then I also got a lot of positive messages and, yeah. and people just saying, thanks for saying something. Yeah. Now, you know, they feel a bit more comfortable to do it as well. So crazy yeah. times, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, but my, my outreach isn't as high. <laughs> <laughs> so. well, quality, not quantity, mate. That's what I've but, been yeah. telling my missus. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mentioned something in the last podcast at the start of it, and I had a, a lot of messages come through, like saying thanks for having it, bringing it out and bring it to light. Because the way I try to keep the podcast is non political, I try to keep it non in a time zone either. So yeah. this one probably is a little bit different, but just because 
I want to anyone to be able to listen to a podcast anytime and not feel, oh shit, I'm, it's outdated. Yeah. That's probably the, my biggest one. Is just like, it's just a story, feelings, thoughts. It's not actually this time it's this date and this is what happened so yeah yeah. it'll be an interesting little bookmark for you though yeah to be able to come back like the day of the protest and uh you know hopefully it's a good podcast as well but uh you know we just don't know what's going to happen so you know in in a few years it'll be a cool little thing to come back to and go hey that, that was that time where all that change was happening and yeah i got i got pretty overwhelmed the other day when i was thinking about it and i don't get overwhelmed about very much at all like i'm very low stress like i'm quite practical thinking and i'm good at blocking things out and just you know worrying about things that i have control over i guess i'm not externally influenced too much but man i i I went down the rabbit hole the other day and and found myself quite overwhelmed and i was Mm. like wow this this is a huge thing you know so it's something we all have to be aware of and you know there is positives to it as well and i think a lot of the times we can focus on negative things and had a chat to my partner and I was like, man, this, this could be amazing, you know, like we might lose out on a lot of, you know, they call them freedoms or whatever. We won't be able to do a lot of things, but perhaps that'll force us to do more things like go to a friend's house instead of going out to a restaurant or, mm. you know, having games night or, you know, playing cards. I had a game of cards the other night for the first <laughs> time in years and it was amazing. Yeah, I loved it. And I was like, I'd so be down for more of this, more camping and, you know, things, real stuff. So. Yeah, and it, and it sort of does. It pushes people outwards, pushes them away from their home if you're not in lockdown, but it'll push you out. Like, I've done so many camping trips this year <laughs> because I'm like, okay, we, we can just head out that way. We, I had so many overseas trips booked in the past couple of years that I had to cancel. Yeah. I had to, I was, went to go to the snow this year and it was the week we are going down, they kept, they shut down. Oh. <laughs> like, Lovely. Okay. <laughs> and it's really hard. Like so many people, you know, like to be in a mentally good space. I feel like you need goals. You need something that you're aiming at, something that you you're working towards. Mm. And for a lot of people, travel is that thing. Yeah. So it is. You know, they're saving up. They're, you know, not getting on the piss all the time because they've got this trip coming up and they're looking forward to it. And that might be their reason to get fit and you know all this stuff. And if that's taken away, and travel is such a big part of people's lives, you know. Mm. And without that, I feel like people have really felt the pinch. Yeah. So. No, and I've, I've got family down south of Melbourne. I haven't seen them for all, at least over a year just because of all this. Yeah. So, well, they. Yeah, and they're all vaccinated and stuff. So I found out today they still have to pay $150 per person to fly up here just to get their PCR test or whatever it is, just to prove that they haven't got COVID. True. So what happens so if they get up and they've got it? Oh. Back you go. <laughs> yeah. But it's also extra $650 on your trip. Yeah, true. <laughs> sort of thing. So, well, like, like I said before, man, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that come out of any time of change. Yeah. So the people that think outside the box and, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities for, mm. for business and for all kinds of things, personal growth. But yeah, someone's making money out of it yeah and I, I always I, I can't say this word properly I'm fucking a spastic <laughs> but I'm going to give it entrepreneur Wish the <laughs> entrepreneur yeah. yeah it's a fucking hard word for me to say so. <laughs> it's a good it's a, I feel like it's a pretty good word not to be able to say because most people that say it all the time are a wingus <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I've in my uh, in my journey, I've found that <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. What do you do? I'm an entrepreneur. Just say what you do, mate. Like, 
<laughs> means, you got a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you haven't picked what you want to do yet, mate, have you? Yeah, <laughs> selling teeth whitening kids. <laughs> <laughs> Drew wants his money back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it didn't work. <laughs> I want my 15 bucks back. <laughs> no, so... So, uh, yeah, so the 10,000 people probably walked there today, so it's, it's, a, it's a nice little... It's the, a good, good start, yeah. The last time I protested, and this is only first, this is the second protest, we had a banana one to stop imports of bananas coming from overseas. Okay. So we, about 4,000 of us walked through the city and shut down the city. That's cool. So, yeah, we That's did awesome. that probably 10 years ago, I reckon. Ah, so you're yeah. used to the drum circles. Yeah. I was, what was, I was the one who started on man. <laughs> yeah. You can really dance. <laughs> so what's the difference between the banana protest and uh, and today's protest? Well, probably the difference was there was less people. Yeah. <laughs> that was the main one. But, yeah, we st- it still had the same sort of feel about it. It felt like we were doing the right thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and it was happy. And, like, today was perfect. Everyone was happy. I didn't hear one... One thing from anybody, there's not a car drive past or anything yelling out for wankers or anything like that. Usually you, you get yeah, the other person surprised. on the side. <laughs> I thought when we got down the end, because we marched from Freedom Park or whatever it was, obviously, down to the lagoon, and then no one really knew what we were doing, but people <laughs> did a lap around the lagoon and then marched back. Yep. Um, and when we got down there, we could see the front coming back, and I thought it might have been an anti-anti-vax <laughs> protest coming to meet us. I was like, here we go. <laughs> It's on. It's on. Yeah. Get the bricks. Get the jits. You've got to get some jits out now. Yeah. And start stretching up. <laughs> Give me 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I always said I was in a pub fight. Mate, just can you go over there and relax for 15 minutes? I'll come see you in 15. Yeah, you've got to do, do some shrimping. I'll be over. <laughs> can, we, can we start on the ground? <laughs> yeah, come down here and say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, How so, is your jits going anyway, man? Yeah, it's, it's really good. I've... Um, I'm getting my knees. As you get older, you, you start falling apart. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it's not so kind on the body. No, so I've, I'm starting to accrue a few injuries that aren't going away. So, <laughs> yep, not walking it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you used to bounce, but you just don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it's, um, it's pretty unforgiving, but it, it's very, um, very worthwhile. I oh, find. like mentally, it's probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. yeah easily it's pretty hard to there's not many things and you know flow state is a bit of a bit of a hit word i guess but it's it really is that and mm. like you know anytime i've gone you know you whether it's an hour or two hours or whatever you don't think about anything except for what you're doing right there you yeah. know very in the moment it's like a what do you call it a focus meditation i guess you know yeah and i was laughing at it the other night and a couple of white belts pointed out when I roll with them I don't look at them I sort of just glare past them yeah sort of thing and you they're like make eye no. <laughs> that's <laughs> that when it gets well. weird <laughs> when we're scissoring each other <laughs> but isn't it wild like how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu uh, for six seven years yeah. yeah yeah so I came from like a rugby league background and I guess you do you you know you have close contact with other men a lot yeah. you know it's it's um you know, full on, you're tackling each other and it's full contact, but it's not like, it's a, it was wild, man. It, that's probably the biggest hurdle to get over and it, that's why it's such a humbling thing, you know, because, all right, everyone on the ground, open your legs up, <laughs> let that big, hairy, sweaty man into wrap your crutch area. Now wrap him up. Yeah, <laughs> now, don't look in his eyes. 
Anyone who's got a fat has to leave the mats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my favourite part is when someone farts, and someone farts all the time because obviously, you know, there's a lot of pressure going on in your stomach area, and it just can't be helped. And it's just so funny. And some, pe- but some people handle it differently than others. Like, if someone farts me, I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but some people it's like, Ugh, let's move over here. Come on, Ugh. I'm not oh, just really? like, yeah, they're that bad. I'm like, okay, was well, I just putting too much pressure on you? This is your like escape. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's their out. I don't want to tap, fart tap, <laughs> fart tap. <laughs> hey, as long as you get the tap. Yeah, I just because it's happened to me a few times as well. It's um, but I just blame the other guy that I'm with, and I just point it out straight away. I'm like, oh, Jesus, John. <laughs> And then everyone starts laughing and they get him. And you can't talk your way out of it once it's been said. And then I'm sweet. (laughs) But you probably got healthier farts than me, mine stink. (laughs) True, yeah, I haven't had a tap yet. (laughs) If you're on the, now because you're on the good protein. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Healthy stuff's good. Good fuel in. If you've got the old stuff. (laughs) If you're on the old stuff, yeah, it's not not as good. That way, yeah, the the whey's no good, mate, the milk-based. Yeah, uh, you know the um, the plant base is a lot kinder on the stomach <laughs> and your par- partners. It it, it it finds a way out. <laughs> Does yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. Cool. Nice pun. <laughs> I am a dad. Yeah, the king is here. <laughs> but um, so so you've I've, I've seen you on Instagram that you've been doing well in comps and stuff. Man, it's it's been it's been great. I've I've wanted to do it for so many years. I was always interested in, you know, probably from seeing the Karate Kid or something, you know, <laughs> always wanted to do martial arts like so you every young a black boy. Key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No mercy in this dojo. <laughs> and uh, it was something that I just, I never had an opportunity to do because I grew up in a tiny country town, and then, yep. you know, I was there till I was 21. Then I moved to Thursday Island, Tosh Straits. I lived out there for four years, and when I got back to Cairns and, and stopped playing footy, and I was like. You know, I still wanted to do it, but I was intimidated to walk into a gym by myself yeah. and I didn't really know many people. So a gym opened up just up the road from me and I was like, there it is. It's a sign. It's an opportunity. <laughs> so I went, walked in and, and signed up and I just, yeah, absolutely fell in love with it right from the start. And yep. it's been cool. About two and a half years in and yeah, I love the comps. Are, I love the comps, but so nervous before, yeah. a, before a match. And then after it, you're like, why was I so fucking nervous? Yeah. <laughs> That's what and you're I've really, And I've really tried to sit mis- with myself over that and I try to, you know, break down why I feel certain ways. And mm. it's not getting hurt. I'm not scared of getting no. hurt. It's, um, it's losing. Yeah. And I try to tell myself that I don't care about yeah. losing, but I do. I think mine is lose. It's losing, but also not letting your club down. Mm. It feels like you let your coach down if you lose. That's, yeah, well, you're was, representing yeah. not just yourself, you know. Yeah, and that's why I feel it. I was feeling like I've let the club down. But my coach came up to me after I lost one fight and he said, mate, look around. No one cares that you just lost. You're the only person <laughs> here that cares that you just lost. Yeah. And I'm like, true. That's yeah. a good club, you know, yeah. good club culture. Mm. I've and seen it, other clubs where it's it felt very different to that, where it was, you know, the coach was on the sideline being super aggressive and yelling and like, like visibly getting upset when their you know their student lost or, yeah. or made a mistake or and I was like oh I felt so bad and yeah. you know even when they were against me yeah. and I'm like you know <laughs> well, mate, good take, yeah. have me arm here have it take yeah, yeah. it here it is I'm like this is great <laughs> but I, I even felt bad and I was like you know our, our club we're very lucky at 
you know extreme impact that it's such a good culture and everyone no one cares you know it's yep. it's very encouraging and um yeah it's it's like a big family you know yeah and that's like i feel like jujitsu hits on so many different layers on on different levels where it's great for your mental health as in an exercise aspect it's yep. great for mental health as in you get that flow state you you get time to just you know check out of reality for a while and just be in this different state you've got an uh, amazing family straight up where you know you've got support network in mm. there it is you know you're getting human connection because you're literally getting that that close contact physical contact which yeah. you know humans need as well and then you know it's it's great you can kill people <laughs> <laughs> how much more confident do you feel now walking down the street yeah, heaps. And I've never, I've never been an aggressive yeah. person. And, um, and you've probably always been confident, but how much more safe do you feel within your confidence? Yeah, it's great. Hundred yeah. percent more, more safe. And and it's it's one of those things that I'll probably never use it. Mm. And it's, I find it very hard to to get away from conflict. And you know, so easy to avoid a fight. Yeah. There's a time and a place where, you know, it might have to happen because of yeah. something really Boundaries. bad. Yeah. yeah, or someone, you know, comes up and slaps your missus in front mm. of you or something like that. But most of the time, it's just like, it's a dick swinging competition where you can, yeah. you don't need to prove yourself, you know. <laughs> it's, and the thing is, mentally, you're just saying, backing down in your head, you're like, okay, mate, I'm giving you an out here. Yeah. Um, take it and if you want to be a hero about it it's, it's okay because mentally I know I can probably fuck you up yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's a beautiful thing and when you see somebody else do that that you know might be a higher belt or higher rank or mm. like your coach or someone do something yeah. like that then it's inspiring it's, it's it? amazing man yeah. it's like wow you know you could kill that guy easy yeah. and, and, and there's always someone in the background you don't fuck with him <laughs> look at his ears <laughs> look at his ear <laughs> Yeah, one of their mates has done a little bit of something and they're just like, get out of there, man. Run. You're going to kill us all. <laughs> it's a fucking landmine. <laughs> and the funny thing is, most jujitsu people are so unassuming, you would not know. Unless yeah. they got fucked up ears, you would not know. It might be the nerdy guy with the glasses, you know, and it's because it is, you know, it's not just a physical thing and it's, it is a human game of chess and it's a thinking man's game and yeah. It, it is a lot of the times it's like the little skinny dude that you know is just quiet minding his own business which even makes it even better <laughs> <laughs> especially in comps like you should google this dude right now mikey muzumichi yeah follow him he's great <laughs> yeah oh just yeah i'm just there for the people out there in the in the listening world <laughs> yeah get on your mike gosh mikey muzumichi train and have a look and he's how would you describe him he looks he looks like the dude that would fix your ipad <laughs> Uh, at he, the iPhone shop. He looks like he, I reckon he gets home and just sits in a corner and rocks. <laughs> yeah. Someone picked on me today. He kind of looks like James Franco's brother. <laughs> but no one knows his name because he's not quite as famous as James Franco. He's got Clark Kent's glasses on. <laughs> yeah, little skinny glasses and just like super quiet and like, yeah, like a little kid. He, and he's on the spectrum. You hear him talk? Yeah. He's on the spectrum of, with something something's going as he's different i reckon <laughs> yeah such a cool character yeah. though so bubbly and excited <laughs> and you know um yeah he's he's cool i've seen he, he's changed in the game a little bit too yeah. already like he um with one of the heel hooks or something instead of doing it under the armpit he's doing it under yeah, his, neck. his neck yeah i'm like what <laughs> he's like yeah it's, it's the mikey lock <laughs> he's just got a foot in your face 
You can break that leg easier. <laughs> yeah. And he's only been doing no gear for, like, he's probably done his whole life, but he's competed no gear first time this year, I think, like, yeah. properly. And he's so. smashing them. <laughs> Unstoppable. He, he went in a comp against black belts that were 120 kilos, and he was, and he's, what, probably 50, 60 kilos? Yeah. And he was pumping them. Really? Beating them, yeah. Taking their backs, choking them out. That's awesome. <laughs> that was in <laughs> gear, though, yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. a machine. Yeah. Well, he's world champion the gi by far. Yeah. He's probably the best pound for pound, for pound fighter in the world, like in jiu-jitsu by yep. far. It's cool to see a few of the Aussie guys doing well too, like like Craig Jones and um, I follow that Kit Dale. Yeah. Follow him. He's a fucking laugh. He's hilarious. <laughs> so funny, man. I've been to both of their seminars in Cairns here. Oh yeah, they awesome. both did them. Kit's Kit's just the boat. Like Craig's so fucking laid back. Yeah. It's not funny, and um. Kit's just should be a fucking comedian. Yeah, he just talks absolute shit the whole role. <laughs> I'm really impressed with with Kit's takedown stuff. Like I just love watching whether he's doing a flow or you know whether he's actually rolling with somebody, but his takedowns are yeah. just that's his thing, isn't Complete it? Complete you know? switch. Yeah, he just gets around to their back, or he just does a fireman drop and all that sort of stuff really quickly and. How just good does it feel point. putting a fireman on somebody? You just feel like, I don't know, it's hard to, you're, you're a wizard. Pump them through the ceiling. Yeah. So if you don't know what a fireman is, pretty much you just drop to one knee, put, pick them up over your shoulders and pick them up. <laughs> or yeah. you can tip them over your shoulder. But yeah, it's... it's it looks very fancy. It's, it's not that hard to do. No. Uh, but it, it makes you feel pretty cool. <laughs> That's our coach, when we're drilling, he'll be like, all right, so, you know, these are you know, high percentage, um, you know, submissions or whatever. And yeah. he's like, this one, you're probably never going to do it, but it looks cool. <laughs> so he'll always throw a little fun one in there every now and then. He's like, if someone can do this at a comp, I'll give you like, you know, you'll get a carton or something. <laughs> but everyone's trying that one that night yeah. of training. <laughs> yeah. No one's doing the high percentage stuff. They're all getting a hiding. <laughs> and it's how many, I've found out there's a lot people they watch youtube before they turn up and they're before that roll start they're trying something just so crazy they've seen on youtube it's like yeah but mate i could have stopped you here here and here and here before you got to that yeah <laughs> and they're like yeah you just do this and roll here then yeah, roll and there now and you roll like, over there yeah. it's like no mate it's not going to work in the real world <laughs> it's crazy hey that i think that was the biggest thing of jujitsu for me was like when all the fundamentals really started sinking in and you're mm. like, ah, <laughs> that's why we do all the boring shit at yeah. the start where, you know, you're shrimping and you're doing this yeah. and that and it's like, because it, it's lit, that's what wins comps and mm. that's that's what is the, the whole base for everything else, you yeah. know. Position before submission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to get the positions before you can get the subs. And it's cool having, because we've got a lot of new guys that come in and, you know, they're either super excited and, you know, think they know everything of watching USC or, or they're the other way and, and not very confident at all and yeah. it's like man just pay attention to the fundamentals you're going to learn 300 different steps today <laughs> and you won't remember any of them if you can remember one thing yeah. you're ahead of me when I started yeah. so just remember <laughs> one thing and you'll be fine you my, my hardest thing was being a boss at work I'm used to giving advice and telling what to do I had to learn how to learn again yeah. So learn to listen, learn just to shut up, learn just to sit there and actually think about what's going on. The first six months, I would just sit there and just stare at two people doing the move and then I'd just like wake up and go, 
shit now we've got to do it do it um, and then i'm and then your partner comes out and is like so what are we doing i'm like i don't know you go first and I then like you everyone's go first. like that <laughs> everyone's sitting there nodding all right everyone got it yep and then you walk away and you're like fuck <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> I've done that a few times even lately where I've sat there, I've learnt the whole lot, I'm, I'm listening, I've done it, like, taken it all in, then I just sit down and I'm just going blank. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck, does, why am I doing this? What, what, how come I've just blanked? <laughs> you know what it is? It's because, like, when you get excited about something, there's an emotion attached to it and yeah. you'll, you'll learn it ten times faster, it'll stay with you ten times longer because there's an emotion attached to yeah. the memory. But it's like when you're drilling something... <laughs> and you know say you do an arm bar and you do it three times and then coach was like you know keep going keep going you're like mate I've, I've got it I've done it three times in a row like it's an arm bar and then you get to the end of the lesson and you go alright go through the five things we learnt and you're like fuck it's gone <laughs> blanks just like crickets like what <laughs> and that's why you know that muscle memory and repetition really yeah. really works you know I've got a couple of little tricks I do so if we learn three moves in the night I'll, on the last move, when you've got the 10-minute gap where you're supposed to be just learning that last move, halfway through that, I'll say, oh, okay, let's recap all of them. Yep. So I'll go through the first, second, and third in that last roll before you do king of the mat or rolls yep. sort of thing. So at least that gives you another time to re-remember what you've just done so you yeah. soak it in better. Yeah, that's a format that Troy uses as well. So you'll learn one, you'll, you'll drill that, then you'll do the next one and then you'll drill the one and two yeah and then you'll learn the third one then one, one two, two three, three. yeah uh, and it yeah it definitely helps mm. yeah <laughs> because yeah he was probably sick of looking around at people just going <laughs> <laughs> but uh troy's stuff i haven't met him yet but troy's stuff reminds me of the 10th planet style is it along those lines you reckon um yeah we don't do a lot of rubber guard stuff yet and because it's, it's a pretty cool gym because a lot of people have been there right from the start. So, you know, we don't have a lot of higher belts. We have some, like, kind of flow through and, and stuff, but, like, blue is kind of, you know, blue belts. That's where I'm just gone to now. Yep. And then most of the other people are below. So there's a lot of beginners. Yeah. But everyone's progressing kind of at the same time. And, and Troy's kind of, he's got a syllabus, you know, for each stripe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's cool. It's good. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> the um, in in in, in Innisfail, it was exactly the same. I started with Daryl, and so we were, I was one of his first, like one of the first ten people he's ever trained. When he started, he was only a blue belt. Yeah, and he used to come to Cairns every night, learn Cairns stuff, and then take it to Innisfail the next night and teach that in yeah, Innisfail true. to the Innisfail people. And he did that like for five years. Yeah. So he spent a lot of nights in Cairns and just travelling back and teaching in Innisfail and that's how it all started, the Fusion Innisfail side of it. Yeah, nice. So he spent a lot of time travelling and he's, yeah, he's done his groundwork and and now there's there's about four or five purples up there now that are all started around the same time, so it's all pretty good. It's cool and on the other hand, it, it can be... You kind of have to remind yourself as well because, because everybody is progressing at the same time and that's where like comps and stuff like that are good because you know you're not judging yourself against yeah you're, sometimes you're like oh i don't feel like i've gotten that much better because i used to beat this guy yeah. and i can only you know i used to just beat him and now i can still just beat him yeah but you've both progressed heaps yeah. you know and now, i've noticed that a lot now club because everyone but everyone everyone knows your stuff 
in yeah. your club. So everyone knows how to defend your stuff. Yeah, and, and that's the exactly. hard part when, you know, you're drilling something and then he's like, all right, I'm going to teach you the counter to, to this and, and it's your favourite move. You're like, oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> I've had that happen a couple of times. Everyone's just like, ah, oh, Tony suck eggs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to teach you the counter to Tony's favourite move, his favourite submission. Like, no. All you hear in the background is, get fucked. <laughs> I'm out. Stop it. Yeah. I'll train somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, so that's – so we, 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 we're at about half an hour here, so we probably have a step that's away great. from the, yeah, yeah. the jiu-jitsu. Otherwise, we'll be like, oh, let's turn this shit off. It's one of those things, man. It's, it's hard when you do meet someone and start talking about it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, buckle yourself in. <laughs> And if you ever try it, it's, it's, I encourage anybody to try it. It's been one of the best things I ever did. Yep. And everybody that comes to our gym, and like I said, we've got so many beginners, everyone that comes in says the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's such an amazing culture. Mm. And in saying that, it, it is not for everyone as well. I've had a lot of people come in and they, look, they looked and they said they liked it and all that, but I think the next day they might have felt a bit sore. <laughs> and yeah. then like, okay, I mightn't come back. And then, then when you see them up the street, like, yeah, I am coming back, I am coming back. It's like, oh, mate, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> it's all worries I'll me. i someone else out with my farts. <laughs> <laughs> well, to eat some whey. Are they the guys that were rolling with you when you let one go? <laughs> Big dirty ones. Yeah. <laughs> Turned them all into brown belts that night. Yeah, true. <laughs> brown bomber. Brown bomber. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a bit of a muso. Yeah. Yeah, I find, I find it. Someone asked me the other day, they're like, oh, are you a professional musician? And I was like, no. <laughs> But I am, I guess. Like, technically, it's my profession. Once yeah. you get paid, you're a profession. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for about five years as um, my sole income. So, yeah, um, yeah. Amazing job. Super grateful to be able to do it. Yeah. And I've found, you know, I've found the best thing for me. My my little trick is just surround yourself with a lot better musicians than what you are, <laughs> and then you'll look better. <laughs> and also that happens in jiu-jitsu as well <laughs> yeah or you get your ass handed yeah. to you <laughs> but that, you just tell them just go a bit easy i'll just flow roll this one <laughs> yeah but at least they're on the same team as me so you know <laughs> i i did exactly the same things what you did i was the front man of my band and and i just had real good musos around me i never ever classed myself as a musician mm. i played guitar and sang but i didn't never said i was a musician because i see I, i've seen what musicians can do yeah and I feel like I couldn't do that. So I'm just. The good uh, thing about music is it's art. So, you know, I I can't read music. I don't. I don't even know like keys and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, all the guys I play with have you know. Yeah, played in the sea. Music theory. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> you know, one of the best sax players in the country, and our drummer's just an absolute freak. Like our bass. Like everybody is just amazing. Yeah. You know, bass player plays with Busby Maru and Casey yeah. Chambers, and so lucky. And then, you know, I <laughs> don't know shit. <laughs> but, like, I, I like the r songs that I write. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a crazy, amazing singer either. But, like, yep. I've learnt to just, you know, to do the best with what I've got. And, I'm, you know, I've, yeah, it's going really well. So. Yeah, that's what I find. Everyone can sing. It's, it depends how confident you are. Yeah. And I think... And whether anyone else wants <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 I never was... I never try class myself as a singer either, but you just if you show con that confidence, people believe in you, mm. and they're like, "Oh, you can really sing." It's like, mate, 
you got really bad hearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've had a few drinks, mate. <laughs> the drunk you get, the better I get. <laughs> the $8 fireball shots of Gilligan's definitely help. But you look at bands like, um, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And Anthony Kiedis, not a great no. singer. No. But amazing, you know, amazing stage presence, amazing yep. entertainer, great songwriter. Yeah. Still some pretty out there songs, mm. um, but they just, they just put this thing together and amazing musicians in the yeah. band, you know. Um, and that's, you know, he's saying about real stuff and, you know, I feel like that, that speaks for a lot in itself, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, even um, Bloody Rage Against Machine. Yeah. He's, he's not a singer, he's a screamer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to have <laughs> amazing pipes. Yeah, so, but he, what he sung about, everyone loved. Mm. So, that was, yeah. And then just, you know, just writing songs and all, all of my songs are about personal experience and most of them, uh, you know, about heartbreak and bad stuff that happens because that's my outlet. Yeah. You know, when that's that's one of my coping strategies is and, and where music's been such an amazing part of my life is that's, you know, that's my pressure valve when something isn't going right. And that's why I don't have heaps of happy songs is because when <laughs> things are going good, I'm like, I'm sweet. You know, it's, it's not till something really fucks up that I have to sit down and write a song and actually get some stuff off my chest, you know. Yeah. So. Actually, I haven't wrote a song for years, and I wrote one about two months ago about a dog that passed not long ago. Yep. So, and it was like my soulmate, like man. a dog's like a soulmate, some of your dogs. So, yeah. I wrote it about him, but I, I tried to make it country-ish. Okay. And country is fucking hard to sing. Yeah. I didn't realize. I don't sing. I don't sing any country song. I didn't realize how fucking hard country is to sing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> perfect. Um, perfect topic for a country song. Yeah, and dead dog. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he. It it was just um, I tried with a country twang. I couldn't do it because I don't listen to much country. Only the like Luke Combs style stuff, Brad Cox and all that. Yeah. It's actually he. I met Brad Cox a couple of months ago and um. So I started listening to his music on the way home from after meeting him, and I was like, shit, and he had the song Bow on the Back, and it was about the same sort of thing, a nice dog he had that passed away. And I was like, fuck, I should write a song about my dog. It was more like my best mate, so I thought, fuck, I'll write, it, write a song about him as well. So, And I'm still not happy about how, because I haven't sung for a long time. I mean, your voice goes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's a muscle, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not there. It's not even anywhere near where it used to be, so I have to either try a bit harder because I don't I, it's more like I could let people hear it right now and I'd be happy-ish about them hearing it but I know I can do better yeah so I don't, and, I, and it's I just don't want I want for him I want it to be the best I can do for him it's such no. a hard thing isn't yeah. it because <laughs> nothing ever gets to perfect mm. and if you're too much of a per perfectionist you never release anything mm. but if you're not enough then you release shit so yeah it's finding that happy medium where you're like yeah you know and i always look back on songs and go oh i could have done this <laughs> and i can hear all these things that i didn't yeah. hear then and it's yeah it's it's a bit of a an art to itself yeah knowing when it's kind of cooked enough to let it go yeah i always just show people in my friend circle first and get their gauge Reaction, you know even yeah. if it's a voice memo or something and then you know you keep tweaking it before the rest of the public gets to hear it yeah well i guess i've got you know you can do it at a live show and test it live yeah. and see how it goes that way. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll probably uh, go back to the drawing board on that one. It didn't get too many claps, but <laughs> that's that's always the ultimate test. Yeah, that's a good one to throw in. And don't mention that as just, and just, just play it and just see what 
what comes out of it. Yeah. And then if you mention it, sometimes people listen a bit too. They get a little bit too like, oh, well, he's written it. I'll, I'll give him a clap. He wrote it. Could be a fake clap. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. So you just throw it in there. And then if someone comes up and says, what was that song you sang? And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It might That's be all right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like if I'm feeling a bit off or my voice isn't that good or, you know, like you just have one, one of those nights, I don't play any original stuff. Yeah. Because I'll be like, I'd rather fuck someone else's song up than like mess minor. <laughs> but in saying still do that, the covers. <laughs> but in saying that, you can't get compared to your own songs, but you always can get compared to someone else's song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what right. I found. Like sometimes you sing a song and it's someone else's, and you f- you know you fucked it up, and then you can you know by the crowd that they know you fucked you know you fucked it up <laughs> if they know the song. Yeah, You're like this is how it goes because I wrote it. Okay, don't tell me how it goes. Like, oh, we've heard you sing it before though, and it <laughs> shut <Shit>. up. <laughs> no, fight no more fireballs for him. Yeah, <laughs> security, get that guy out of me. Mum, you're out. Well, have you had to have any security issues while you're playing? Oh, uh, a few. Nothing too great. Like. It's pretty wild where I grew up, so I'm kind of used to the riffraff and <laughs> yeah. it's all right. I've, yeah. Chicks are the worst. Yeah. Hot chicks. <laughs> they just think they run the world. Yeah. So they'll come up and, you know, had chicks like walk on stage like mid-song and try and grab the mic off you or like, yeah. you know, requesting songs right in your face while you're playing another one. I'm like, just like, fuck off. <laughs> um, and yeah, the better looking, the more entitled yeah. they usually oh, are. Big time. Um, no, nah, but no- nothing too crazy. Got uh, been hit in the face with the microphone a lot, like when people are drunk Push and it bump and the mic. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah that one's. I, I had one where I had a spare mic on stage, and it was, we were playing at Mission Beach at Scotty's, mm. and their back room there was the only room in Mission Beach, or it might be North Queensland, where it's like loud as loud as you want. Oh wow! Well. Just pump it 100, yeah. over 115 decibels because it was just closed. It's all concrete room, so Jeez. no sound got out of it. And so we used to just pump it in there and the crowds that they they would just be on top on the other shoulders and stuff. There'd be 300 people in like a hundred person venue sort of thing. It was just madness. That's awesome. And this dude come up and he will sing in like My Hero or something, um, Foo Fighters. Yeah. So he come up and he's he started grabbing the, the spare mic I had and he's like trying to take it off into the crowd. So I'm halfway through singing a song and he started walking off. I just side-kicked him clean in the head and knocked him out on the ground. <laughs> That's great. I've thought about doing that a lot. I've never done it. And, and, and then I was reckon, security, there's one on the floor here. Like, like I said, it's easy. I find it very easy to diffuse stuff. And, yeah, there was a couple of weeks ago at Gilligan's, there was, you know... A, just a bunch of young dudes and this is how i know i'm getting old because yeah. i'm like fuck these young people are just so like and i'm you know most of the time i'm sober at a gig because you know i've got to play again tomorrow or yeah. i'm working on kick on stuff or whatever so you know i'm not in party mode and then people you know this guy just kept getting on stage and i was like first time i just waited till he got off he was i'm like oh i'll just watch him no he's not hurting anybody he's just having a bit of a dance gilligan stage is very you know low as well so it's easy just to walk up on and the next time he jumped up i gave him the tap and just said hey mate you know can't can't get up here and kind of just ignored me and went off third time i was like grabbed him on the arm it's like mate told you you can't come up come on bud like (laughs) jump off and his mates are watching third time he come up he like bumped into the bass player and i could see he was up he was upset and i was yeah. like 
all right so that the next one was a gentle squeeze on the back of the neck and <laughs> come on bud i've told you three times now you like you don't want to ruin your night you're going to get kicked out we don't want that yeah. you're here to have a good time just totally ignored me again the third time was like i squeezed the fuck out of his neck and just whispered in his ear and just said mate if you get on stage again i'm gonna punch you in the face and you, it's not gonna be a good time for you it's gonna be embarrassing in front of your mates leave and he kind of he's like just sulked off <laughs> but yeah most of the time it's all right but, you know people are okay um and coming back to gus we were uh, talking about gus before gus I had a lot, a lot of influence on me as a in the when I'm playing in a band band up this way because it's one of the only venues that actually looked after live local music. Yeah, it was that at the Jack or the Jack. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And um, he he's done a lot for the music industry in this area. So he has. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's a local legend. For yeah, sure. he is. He's probably the biggest legend in Cairns, I reckon. Yeah. By far, and um, there was him in Cairns and Tim Pellegrino in Townsville. There was two followers that just did so much for original live original music yeah and um yeah there's no way we could repay all the favors he did for us over the years like the funny thing is all the bands that used to play were so entitled up here and they all <laughs> rocked up and thought they they were rock stars they thought they needed a green room they thought they needed this they and then we sort of were a bit different because we used to put our own gigs on and host our own events because coming from Innisfail you, you have to do that because yeah. no one would look after you so you were like fuck it we'll just hold our own events yeah and you and know how hard it is so to you, put one on yeah so you know all the inner workings how it all works and and so you get these bands that rock up and they bring 500 bloody amps and stuff and all this crap roll all this crap in and then they, they've got brought one mate with them and that's their only punter mm. And then they're like, oh, man, we're worth about 500 And we're like, no, you're not. You're worth about 10% of what he spent tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which isn't much. He was on your rider. Yeah. <laughs> and he was sucking, yeah, all your rider. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, and that's, that's what – there was a lot of entitled bands in this in this town at the time, and yeah. there was a, a, a few good ones as well. Peyote and Jobstopper, they were all our good mates, so we got along yeah, with them. Jobstopper, yeah, Jobstopper. Yeah. I hope they come back one day. Yeah. It's a shame they broke up. <laughs> good energy, those Little guys. Will. Little Will is only a little fella. Yeah, front man. <laughs> Yeah. Little rat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, Will and, and then Casey as well. I think Casey was on the sax. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good dudes. Yeah, they I hope were. they. Um, I hope they get back some stage. We've done some crazy gigs with them. We ended up like under houses in the middle. There's a house at the back, just not far from here, and and doing a gig under the house. And it was all bands. It was just like a house party sort of thing. And we just rocked in and just did your set and then go mingle in the party. And everyone just paid ten bucks for entry or something. I think that's another thing that i'm excited for potentially coming back as well mm. like house concerts and there hasn't been a massive house concert scene in cairns which is kind of surprising because it is that kind of community up here yeah. you know and i think that could be amazing like imagine you know instead of going to the pub you you know you get your mates to chip in 50 bucks or 100 bucks yeah. each and then you all buy your own drink so you know every time you go out you spend I spent 300 bucks. Yeah. Easy. Mm. You know, so to throw in 100 bucks for a band and then, what, another 100 bucks of alcohol yeah. on top of that and then to sit there in your own house and have some, like, <laughs> wicked band come and play for you yeah. or some musician, like, yeah. you'll remember that forever. Yeah, and I've, I've actually 
been trying to rehash that for a few years now with friends that have big properties and stuff. Like I don't, I don't I'm not a fan of bush doofs and all that sort of crap. Yeah, I've never been to one of them. But <laughs> it's a bucket list. I want to do it just to say that I've done it. At some stage it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I feel well, like that's a big investment. Mm. <laughs> big investment. Yeah. It's like a week worth of uh, pain after that, I reckon. <laughs> so I've got friends that, have, but I've got a lot of friends in the music industry, industry down south that. No, no bands that I could possibly get without going through management prop. Like you can go through management, but not through all the avenues. So you can get them up at a cheaper rate. Yep. And you can possibly get like I won't name bands, but um, get them up. All you do is say, "At everyone, pay two hundred dollars. This is hundreds for the band, hundreds for the piss, all your piss you can drink for the night." Yeah, true. And um, a little high security and keep it on the down low. We're all. We're all just um, friends of friends, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so well, you know. We'd really... be down for that. Let us know. Mm, so, stuff like that. So, everyone knows everyone. So, there's going to be no fights and all the crap. There's not going to be us, that group versus that group and all this sort of thing. Yeah. So, everyone's just a big happy. You just invite people you know are happy people and aren't going to be a fucking idiot at the night. And yeah. And then, not only that, like, it's really good for the band as well because it's so intimate. Mm. And that's like, that's how you really create a fan. Yeah. You know, is you know, people sitting there with that aren't there. You know, yeah. just having a conversation with their mate. Like they're there to see live music. So yeah. all of your audience is engaged. They're all there for the right reasons. And then you get to go have conversations with people at the end. You know, like yeah. that's that's amazing. Mm. Like the the bands I've met over the years, I haven't, I'd never made too many friendships with them afterwards. Like you. They just see you as a person who's just playing before them and a see you later, act, sort yeah. of thing. So, so they're just like, "Oh, hey, you're a man, good, yeah," and see you later. And then you're just like, "Oh, wow, I met him," <laughs> and that's it. They don't actually sit down and have a fucking beer with you. There's not too many that do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like on the flip side, it's hard to like with um with travel and stuff. Like, you know, say yeah, we've flown to other places and played gigs where you know I've, I've felt the same too. Where oh, we're supporting this guy. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And yeah. <laughs> you know. I think Nolsey was one of the only ones that actually came and had a few beers. And, yeah. like, we've supported him a couple of times, but most of them just, you know, they stick to themselves and yeah. they do their show and then they might say hi on the way past and that's about it. Yeah. But then, I've, and I've felt disappointed as well, mm. but then when we've flown other places, it's like you land at four, <laughs> you get in a hotel, like, you know, yeah. you're on the second, the third show and you go into a sound check and it's like you've got an hour to get home, lay down, get changed and then go back in and... Yeah you know trying to do vocal warm-ups or something like that and it's like there's not much time there to kind of enjoy the other music yeah and then you don't want to shebang on later on because you've got a gig the next night yeah or something and like, like that. guys that are on tour mm. you know they might be touring for a month yeah and it's <laughs> it's so hard man like i find that like i love going down south and playing gigs because i'm from down there yeah and every place we go to there's like friends that I haven't seen for <laughs> maybe since the last show and they're all just keen to get turned up and you know you know this is their thing and then you're like man I, I can't like I've got to play again tomorrow and there's yeah. another bunch of people that just want to get blind <laughs> and you know it can wear you down you know yeah big time yeah so getting on onto the kick on side of things kicking on to the kick on yeah <laughs> so you got a, you got a song called kick on kick ons yeah kick ons yeah, very different to the charity <laughs> It's funny, like, when, when we came up with this, this song, I was like, oh, 
I've really tried to get around that name because obviously the charity and it's, you know, kick-ons, as everybody knows, is very different to a mental health charity. They don't have a lot of synergies. Yeah. But just couldn't get around it. It just, it had to be called that. And it's, yeah, I get that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. You have to check it out on Spotify, everyone. Oh, am I allowed to play it at the end of this? Yeah, for sure, yeah. So, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I've never, I've, I've played... I think I've played some music on here. I won't sue you. No. But <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I do YouTube clips. Yep. Oh, they're right on it, hey? Get I play my own down. music on there, and it gets shut down for copyright. Yeah, right. I can't stop it. That's wild. <laughs> I can't. I mean, it's good that people are pr- protecting yeah. musicians' rights, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to, to work in our favour a lot of the time. Because I, I Googled it... Um, I went into where it said pending and it said um, CD Baby and that must be the people who I got the co- did the copyright through oh, at your, the time. Yeah, your aggregator. Yeah, and yep. so I'm like, so they're saying no and it's mine. Yeah, but it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's <laughs> freedom. We should protest over that. So you know what I'm doing now with my YouTube clips? I'm fucking, I'm playing all the fucking, like instead of playing my shit, I'm going to yeah. play all the best songs I've, I know and then just put them on there because I'm not getting paid anyway. So go fuck them. Yeah, true. <laughs> Can't even play. get my own pass. Yeah. I might as well go Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah. <laughs> get some good sounds in there. There's the Foo Fighters. Might get some kick-ons. Yeah, mate. Yeah, go for it. Chuck it in. All yours. Yeah, but you won't. You, you, the person, the aggregator will kick me out. Yeah. Who am I through? True and core. I was emu bands. Emu bands. Emu okay. bands. Yeah. Yeah. I think emu bands and had Australian logo and they're in England or somewhere. Yeah, they just <laughs> they got you. <laughs> got me big time. Yeah. Not not Australian at all. No. Yeah. And I've never got a cent off them. True. And I've had. Oh, I've, mate, it's. Like, even when we've had, like, really good years with, you know, Kick-Ons is probably our best single that we've released as far as, you know, getting plays and stuff. Yep. Um, and I think the biggest check of, you know, that, that same year, I think we played Groove in the Moo and we played, you know, three of the Grasses Greener festivals and yep. we did quite a bit. And I think my APRA check was like three and a half grand or something, <laughs> you know. And that's from all the gigs through yeah. the whole year as well. Yeah, because you get to put them all in. Every time you play a song, you get a dollar pretty much for that song. You play it. Yeah, you get to so play every it on the time radio, you play yeah. a live gig, you put mm. in an APRA form. Well, you're supposed to, I haven't done one yeah. for like three years because it's like, man, it takes me hours and hours to do it. And Unless I, you like, can cut and paste it somehow. <laughs> yeah, the system they've got isn't good. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not user-friendly, so... No. Hopefully they've fixed it in the I three years I've been absent. <laughs> I think they want they want to make it hard, so it's hard to do. It's I would love to, to know how it. many hundreds of thousands or maybe there. more dollars <laughs> of musicians' revenue is just sitting there because oh. people are too lazy or yeah. don't know about it. Or oh, definitely there would be billions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, reckon. I reckon they would. Yeah, easy. so I wonder what the law is. How long they have to wait before they yeah, can use know. it? Yeah, I don't even know if they they probably just reallocate it somewhere else or yeah, yeah. goes into yeah. Anyway. Shit, the cops are coming. <laughs> yeah. You steal a song. <laughs> you stole your own song. Lock him up. <laughs> Throw away the key. Get the protest. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it's an interesting world, that, you know. And then you see, like, it's so amazing that, you know, everyone's got Spotify and can stream music and, and stuff, but, like, the, the artist gets nothing. Yeah. It's, like, 0.002 cents per yeah. spin or something. And like they're saying now, the only place, like, you know right now, where do you, where do you get your money? Playing live. <laughs> Playing live, so. and that's, yeah, that's on the rocks too. Mm. And it's, like, I've, I think I bought 2,000 CDs, like, when we 
with the old band. Yeah. So we sold a thousand, then I bought another thousand, and I've kind of got halfway through that. And then CDs went out of fashion. <laughs> like no one's got a CD player anymore. So every now and then I'll, I'll remember that I have them, and I'll I'll just give them away at a, yep. a gig. And people people love it. Like yeah. being given something, most of them pay for it anyway after yeah. I give it to them. I find if you put just a small price on it, as long you, it's got value, then if even yep. if you say two dollars. It's got value. They will they will hold on to it. If you say it's free, they're like, oh, put it on the table here and use it as a stubby cooler. And then before you know it, they've left it on the table before they leave. <laughs> if you make them pay $2, it goes in their pocket. Yeah, I'm not it, leaving that. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like Normally, like if I'm playing a gig and like a more like quiet, like a solo gig or something, and that like kids will get up and they'll, they'll be dancing and having a boogie. And I'm like... I'll do a little dance comp or something and I'll just I'll just give a CD away because, you know, yeah. whatever, kid's probably never seen a CD in his life. <laughs> so I'll give the kid a CD and they, they, they think it's the best thing in the world because yeah. they won something. They'll take it back to the parents and then <laughs> normally the parents will, oh, here, take this 10 or 20 bucks or yeah. give it to the poor musician and <laughs> they'll bring they'll... it up and then, you know, they've they've got to pay the museo as well. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Or they bring it back and say, we don't have a fuck CD player. <laughs> yeah, they bring the CD back with <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> but you can take them to the reef and use them for flashes for mackerel. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I feel like um, a lot of people, and people do still come up and ask for them and stuff, or, you know, people don't, you know, we used to have these big CD sleeves. Now people don't have that anymore. No. Like people have, they're in the drawer or they're thrown out. Yeah. So I kind of win by default because I'll be the only CD in the car, and every time <laughs> the radio goes out or something, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah. we've only got one CD in here, and it's Drew. <laughs> Everyone's sick of hearing me, but they all know the song, so... <laughs> You know, it works. <laughs> True. It does fucking work. I've got a, a pile in my cupboard at home as well. <laughs> It'd be cool to get them out and go through them, actually. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's it's um, actually, I've got a pile of my band's ones as well. <laughs> mm. That'd be cool. I didn't get rid of them all, so they're all still there. <laughs> I'll swap you. <laughs> we'll I'll swap do a CD. <laughs> what are no, yours worth? Two you. bucks. I have to pay you. Oh, mine are worth 20. <laughs> 22. <laughs> you have to give me mine. 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's it's funny seeing the way that you know things evolve hey, and mm. how quickly it is like kids uh, kids these, day, these days literally have never seen a cd oh, let alone yeah. a tape or you know <laughs> or, records are coming back or in or an ipod an ipod yeah yeah what like, are they yeah they're, it's called a phone now <laughs> what a walkman yeah imagine <laughs> that <laughs> that was shit house hey you just, just w- scratched every time or your discman you just discman, walk up that's and, the one and, and bump everyone's bloody discman while they're walking <laughs> yeah that was terrible <laughs> terrible invention yeah. i reckon the walkman was better than the discman 100 percent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was more yeah no bounce and no bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah you could actually walk with it oh you see them actually <laughs> walk with the discman they have to walk with it on horizontally hold it like it's a plate of food that's why they <laughs> changed get- it from walkman because you can't walk with it it's a sitman <laughs> disc man this this is fuck man yeah, yeah exactly it's caused a lot of Tourette's <laughs> so you're in Cairns here um, so what you playing somewhere where, where are you most of your haunts up up this way um, we play like Salt House Gilligan's um, where else Boardwalk Social like the, the Crystal Book collection yeah. and then we do like I do a lot of corporate stuff and, and weddings and it's probably my favourite part of my job is, yep. is weddings. Yeah. Which a lot of musos don't like them, which I totally understand because, you know, they're a lot more... Pressure. <laughs> a lot more pressure and just, you know, you, there's a lot more com- back and forth with, with the client and, yeah. and stuff. But, man, I just, I think it's just so amazing that 
I get to be a part of someone's, you know, maybe yeah. one of their most memorable memorable days of their lives. Yeah. And to hopefully, you know, make that better mm. is is pretty cool. And yeah. everyone's in such a good mood, yeah. and, you know, like free piss and everyone's just loves in the air. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So Yeah, I've done a couple of weddings and they, they only asked me just to play one, one wedding. They just asked me to play when they walked down the aisle. Yep. And, but then the week before she said, no, can you just play the song on your um on your bloody mixer oh just you got, play, you just, got i got booted and they haven't <laughs> even hear me play it so i rocked up i went to play the song just before they turned up Must just to make sure it's all working <laughs> 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 and then that just about to, she's about to walk in and then i, I realized that it wasn't going to play the oh. cd wasn't going to play <laughs> So That's what? I, but what I did, I pulled the guitar out because I had to learn it anyway, and oh, sung yeah. it while they walked down the aisle, and they loved it. They loved it. it worked out. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't even remember what the song is because it was some country song <laughs> that well, I had to learn. I think it was a um, who married Nicole Kidman? Keith Urban. Yeah, one of his songs. Yeah, right. I wanna love somebody <laughs> yeah, like no, not you. That one, no. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, man. When I first started and first started doing weddings, it was like that's some pressure yeah. because you know thinking, man, this is one of the these people's most memorable days of their lives, and you know everybody's focused on me just playing this song as they walk down the aisle. And then as as time goes on, you realise no one is gives a shit about you. <laughs> They're all just looking at the bride. Yeah. Like that's that's the whole show is about that. And yeah. I've played songs where I've messed up or forgotten lyrics or you know whatever and no one ever notices yeah, yeah. because they're so transfixed on you know this amazing bride walking down yeah. and such a and normally i am too and i'm just like you know like i've cried at weddings and yeah. and it's it's just amazing you know yeah. and then as you go on you're like yeah no one cares about me and it's fine <laughs> i've literally been like learning songs on the way to a wedding like oh shit <laughs> i think i've done it this time and then like you kind of manage yeah, you get like, through you're how do I manage through just by the skin of my teeth every time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's been quite a bit of that. Um, touch wood. Uh, that's, a, that's actually a tile. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked. Yeah. Next <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I'll probably lose all my wedding gigs from listening to this podcast. Like, oh, we might get him. No, nah, actually. No. I heard nah, you're very cheap. professional. What, you're a couple like 10 grand or something. You're fat cheap. Yeah, that's well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and now most of the time I do um, I do the ceremony but then you know after is, is what I like you know yeah. doing the reception which is yeah. which is heaps of fun so yeah yeah I've, I've done a couple of receptions and there was one where they I actually they forgot to tell me to stop so I just <laughs> played from like 6 o'clock till 11 o'clock at night not oh, hey. and then they come up to me like oh did you want to have dinner or something I'm like bit late <laughs> yeah already ate a couple of guitar strings <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to say like um, you can stop now and we'll do the speeches or something they just kept going <laughs> yeah but that's the other thing too Like, and like I've got a I've got two younger brothers one of them's 21 and he's an amazing musician and he's like he, can, he could do it full time now if he wanted to he's kind of doing it part time He's probably better than me already. Yep. And he's just he's just amazing voice, like really really good voice, great guitarist. Um, and that's what I said to him the biggest part, a biggest learning curve for me was, you're you're your own boss. And then people would ask me to do something, and I, I didn't feel like I had 
any options. Like yeah. they'd say, hey, I want you to come play this gig. It's a six-hour gig. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, that's that's not what that's not yeah. my product. Yeah. Like I, you know, most yeah. musicians do three forty-five-minute sets or whatever. Yeah. And and now I'm like, no, no, this is this is what I offer. If if you yeah. want what I offer, then yeah, then that's that's sweet, you know. Yeah. Or they'd be like, yeah, we want you to come play, but we want you to play country all night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't play country, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I'd like try and do it, you know. Yeah. And that's the same thing I found with when the last few, the last half a year probably when I was in my band, we actually named our price instead of just getting given whatever we got given at the end of the night. Yeah. We started naming our price and we started requesting it before the gig because a lot of people like to. That's a good idea. A lot of people <laughs> like to pay. Oh, you know, this didn't happen, and you know, this didn't happen. So we can only give you this. Is like I heard you—you uh, you missed a couple of lyrics <laughs> on that song. Surely you don't have to pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> so we we learnt the lessons the hard way that way, but it took us a long time to get the balls to ask for our own money, sort of thing. It's what, weird because work. there's there's obviously no musicians' union. Yeah. And I've talked with other musos about this in the industry, and it's. It would be such a hard thing to to police because, you know, a musician isn't a musician, mm. as as we all know. Mm. And but how do you how do you justify what you're worth? Yeah. So like you're worth whatever you get paid. <laughs> like that's you're worth whatever you get yeah. paid. Like, but you know, not undervaluing yourself is really hard and holding that value. So like mm. what you said with the CD. So, you know, I used to and still do. I probably donate ten or fifteen gigs a year to whether it's the cancer council or or you know relay for life or or whatever you know like charity stuff yep and i used to do that for free but not not put any value on it yeah but and then you don't have any value it's like oh there's drew he'll come and play for free yeah uh you know because he loves playing music and i do and i like but it's also my job and the way that i i earn my living (laughs) and if i don't play a gig you know it's not costing me any money but i could have earned you know i could have earned 1500 bucks playing at a wedding yeah you know but i've donated my night to go and do this you know so keeping the value and saying look i will donate this you know 500 dollars gig yeah for you for charity and then then you hold your value yeah you can still donate it and do it for free because you love it but yep. you haven't given yourself away for free you know yeah yeah we done we done a lot of not we didn't do a lot of charity stuff which i'm a bit pissed off about not pissed off but just this we didn't get the option to do a lot of charity stuff yeah and um but we did a lot of free gigs we did a lot of i like, played like at the cowboys at half time twice sort oh, of wow. thing and stuff like that so yeah that was that original stuff yeah we did yeah. that's awesome yeah the lady who actually was the book of liked our band so she, she just kept ringing us up to come back and play See? all the time so that was good there and we actually we, uh, we did get paid once we played under the grandstand when they finished you should get paid of. for that surely <laughs> they got a budget <laughs> <laughs> but they don't because they have game day sponsors and all this sort of stuff and and but the, the way they see it is, is yeah they, you get 20,000 people get to watch you and you get to play in front of 20,000 people and the good thing about it was they gave us good uh, footage oh yeah well yeah. that's that's worth a lot of money so yeah. we got to use that footage and, and, and sell gigs off that footage so yep. that was good that way but yeah it's it's just yeah like you said hold trying to find your value is a very hard one it's hard in a an unregulated industry but again it would be hard to regulate yeah because <laughs> you know there's a lot of difference between you know determine who's good and who's shit yeah well <laughs> you know say a normal gig might be worth 
you know, anywhere between 300 and 600 bucks, you know, at a, a venue or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of difference between, you know, you go, have you you've ever watched a bad musician or, or someone <laughs> that you didn't like? Yeah. And it, it is subjective. Mm. So maybe they're just playing to the wrong crowd. But when you see someone that's <laughs> not what you're looking for, it's yeah. it's pretty bad, you know. But then when you see someone amazing, yeah. you know, they, they shouldn't be paid the same. But how do you regulate it? Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. And yeah, just to know their worth. <laughs> yeah. And they like you said, it's, it's star the rating. amount of people that you bring in. <laughs> yeah. But then also, you know, a venue that is a live music venue, people come in because they, they might not know who's playing, but they know that there's good musicians there. Yeah. So. And there used to be ways around it where you could, um, we used to do one way where you say, if you do a, a bit of gig with a few bands and whoever pays at the front door, just say, nominate a band who you're here, here to see tonight. Oh, yeah. And it used to, then you'd tick it off and then they'd break it down that way. Yep. Because they'd tick off like everyone, but you'd have to have it so it wasn't alphabetical order, like the best band wasn't at the top yeah, sort of just, thing. It's like the <laughs> donkey vote. <laughs> so you, you sort of got to have the best band in the middle. And then sort of make sure that then it sort of tricks the punters as well, like just go, oh no, I am here to see them. Yeah, yeah you want your name up the top yeah. on that one, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was sort of one way to get around that. But yeah, that's a cool way. Yeah, but all right, as you can tell, part one is over, but part two will be up next week. Next week we're going to talk about uh, his little stint on Married at First Sight, and also his charity Kick On. It's so awesome just to hear about all what he gets up to in his um, charity because he does he works all day for this charity for for no income. So how many people you know do that? Also, we're going to talk about all good nutrition. He's, he's a part of that, and um, at the moment they've got bloody twenty percent off everything if you just write the code Tajians into the little code checkout box when you buy. So all good nutrition. Check it out. And I'm just on Instagram, Facebook, I think it might be even online. I think Drew talks about it. He might not have talked about it yet. I think it's in the next episode. Sorry about that. So, all good nutrition. Check it out. We we, we actually talk, and talk about it in the next episode. So, 20% off all that. And um, Fish Skins AU, they've got a, a big, huge sale this weekend or this week. It's a Black Friday style sale. So, Thursday lunchtime, 40% off until Sunday. 40% off all your fishing gear, shirts. I fucking love them. So should you. See you next week. Listen to Drew. Bam, bam, boo.